Welcome to the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Join us each week as we sit down with the founder of Alchemy Wealth Management and author of Your Fiscal Physical, Ryan Nelson. Tune in to gain valuable insights and practical tips as we simplify complex financial concepts into digestible lessons. From budgeting to retirement planning, this podcast is your go-to resource for mastering financial literacy. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Fiscal Physical Podcast. My name's Aaron Hoisington. I am your host, and I am joined uh, with by the founder of uh, Alchemy Wealth Management, Ryan Nelson. Um, and we are excited to dive into this week's episode. Last week, we, we uh, Ryan kind of filled the listeners in and gave me some great information on uh, Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs. And um, I felt like we could have talked for hours on that specific subject here. But um, we're going to dive in this week a bit more because I, I have lots of questions for Ryan here. So hopefully the listeners can gain a little bit here, gain a little bit of knowledge that uh, I know I'm, I'm excited to learn about. But uh, first off, uh, uh, Ryan, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? I am doing good. I am feeling more fiscally fit or physically fit. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Whatever I like it, it is. I, everything about me is just uh, getting more fit as we do this podcast good, more good. and more. So, um, uh, one of the questions I had, Ryan, is we, we talked last week about uh, traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs. And I'm just going to paint a picture here for you, and hopefully it makes sense for the listeners. If, if say, I've been contributing to a traditional retirement account, a traditional IRA mm-hmm. um, throughout my life uh, because I felt like it was the best for me at that point. I'm right. like, hey, cool. Or maybe it was the only option I had through right. like a work account or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I sit down with, I'm doing my finances or I sit down with my financial advisor and I'm like, hey, you know, I don't know if this is the best option for me right now. I have all this money built up in a traditional IRA. Can I convert it into a Roth or when do I start contributing to a Roth to kind of what makes best you know, financial sense for me overall? Yep. Um, is that even an option that people can take advantage of or, or how would that really work? Yeah, that's definitely a common question, I guess. So somebody will be contributing into one type of account for a period of time and then want to switch contributions to the other type and, and, uh, you know, what, what details do they need to be considering? So, yeah. So in this example, if you had built up sort of a nest egg, Mm -hmm. uh, in your traditional IRA and, and you've now determined that maybe you believe for your unique financial situation, a Roth IRA would be better then that's pretty easy. You can just start making the contributions to your Roth IRA. Um, I will say that um, there are income limitations, right? There are other factors to consider when deciding traditional versus Roth. So you should definitely um, do your do your homework, do your research, consult a tax professional, you know, consult a financial professional. But assuming you've made that decision to contribute to your Roth IRA, um, that'd be easy enough. You could just start making future contributions there. Now, like you said, you, you may have built up this sort of nest egg mm-hmm. in traditional IRA that you say, darn it, I, I wish I would have put that into Roth. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't actually understand what I was doing. Now I'm a little bit more, you know, financially educated. I have this lump sum in traditional IRA, but I don't, w- you know, I don't want this to grow into this big sum of money that I'm now going to be taxed on in the future. I would prefer it to be in my Roth balance, right? And so you can do what's called a Roth conversion. So maybe you've built up a nest egg of $100,000 in your traditional IRA, and you want to take that $100,000 and get it into your Roth. Mm -hmm. That's 100% doable. Again, it's called a Roth conversion. Now, 
By doing that, again, if we think about this, and you can always reference back to episode seven to get more details on this traditional IRA versus Roth, but if you think about that, the $100,000 in your traditional IRA, you've not paid any taxes on, right? right? And you're going to have to pay taxes on all that money at some point in the future. If you're choosing to move that or convert it from a traditional IRA to a Roth, that time in the future is now, right? right? So if we take $100,000 and let's say we just convert the whole account balance, all $100,000 over to a traditional IRA right now, that would all be effectively taxable income this year. Mm. So you'd want to look at what that might do to your tax bracket. It might jump you a bracket or two, right? Um, so as you start evaluating this, you might say, yeah, I, gosh, I wish I had, a, I had moved all this money or, you know, had contributed this money to Roth in all those past years. Okay. You know, you can't cry over the spilled milk. Like it is what it is. Right. Um, now let's start evaluating how do we get it converted? Um, and again, that, that one of the biggest factors is just, you know, what, what's a hundred thousand in this example, if it's a hundred thousand, what's a hundred thousand dollars of taxable income, um, going to do to you? Is it going to be jumping you up into unfavorable tax brackets that would maybe, uh, reverse your decision if you had been in the, mm-hmm. those higher tax brackets this year? Um, and so one strategy that you could implement and we do with lots of clients is, is doing it over a multi-year period. So you could theoretically, nothing says you have to convert all $100,000. If you had a $100,000 account, you could convert $20,000 this year and $20,000 next year and $20,000 the next year, right? Um, Or you could just convert $60,000 one time and never convert the rest, right? You'd have sort of a lot of flexibility there on Mm -hmm. how much you convert and when you convert it. So um, it'd be really important to partner with like a tax professional or a financial professional, or at least have a really good idea yourself of where you're at currently in your tax bracket and how much kind of available income you can still have until you start bumping into the next tax bracket. And just because you bump into the next tax bracket isn't necessarily bad. You still may want to convert, right? Um, But it's certainly a consideration you need to have, right? Mm -hmm. And you may say, yeah, I'm fine converting all 100,000. Yeah, it's going to bump me up a tax bracket and I don't care. I'm still comfortable even in that higher tax bracket. I'm still comfortable converting and I'd rather do it now because, you know, maybe I think starting next year, my income is going to go up a lot or, you know, there'd be lots of reasons for that. Um, But yeah, so that'd be what's called a Roth conversion. Um, it, it's fairly easy to do. And, and I'd say that'd be the main consideration is just what that lump sum being added to taxable income would do to your tax bracket this year. Yeah. And I think you, you hit on a good piece that we're going to talk on a future podcast episode about the progressive tax system as mm-hmm. well and how it's set up because right. you hit a really good point that most people are like, Oh, I don't want to get into that next tax tax bracket. Like I don't want to do that in specifically for your situation. It, it, might not be that big of a deal. Like it's not sure. like, hey, cool. Like, which we'll discuss. Which was just mind blowing to me when I first learned about it because I was like under the impression that like, hey, everybody, you know, if you, you have to pay taxes on everything if you get in that next tax bracket, which right. isn't necessarily true. But we'll cover that a little bit later in a different mm-hmm. episode. But um, that's very interesting to think about that you can convert that over. And you mentioned in our last episode, Uncle Sam's going to get their taxes right, in some way right. or not. But um, if you're like, hey, I'm going to be making more money in the future, I should do it now because this is where my tax level's at or tax right. bracket's at. That just makes seems to make the best financial sense if that was something that people are, yep. you know, want to dive into. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes maybe somebody will be out of work for a short period of time in a certain year, so their income is going to be lower that year. Hey, that might that that would could theoretically lower their tax bracket this year to such a degree where it might make a lot of sense to do something like a Roth conversion. Um, another good example could be 
you know, maybe you have a hundred thousand dollars and the market goes through a steep decline. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, you only have $70,000 in your traditional IRA. Right. Ooh, well, that might be a good opportunity to do a Roth conversion and convert it only at $70,000, right? And then you would only be paying the income tax on 70,000, but you get all those shares now reinvested into your Roth IRA. So now theoretically, if the market kind of rebounds back, you're getting all those gains tax-free in your Roth as well. So yeah, there's there's lots of considerations to take into account um, for like when the best time to do a Roth conversion mm -hmm. is and should you do the entire account balance or just a partial. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's great, man. That is that is some exciting stuff to to think that it, it's the options out there. Because, mm -hmm. you know, your decision that you make it, you know, in your 20s, your 30s, is going to be different than what you're making in your 40s and 50s. For sure. And so you're you, to know that you're not just locked into one of those mm -hmm. options, like, hey, cool, I'm making this decision, I'm checking this box, and yeah. now this is where I'm going to live for the rest of my life. Right. Knowing that there's the option to, you know, switch over whatever the situation is. And you mentioned a, a great line, and I don't know if it was already this episode or the one before, where it's more of an art than a science mm -hmm. sometimes. Right. And I think that that really plays a role in this, in, in a Roth conversion, um, mm -hmm. kind of examining those factors and being like, cool, what works best for you and how can we artfully do this in the best way that benefits everybody? For sure. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, that's a, I think that's a great spot to uh, um, to leave this one here. And we want to make sure we plug to go back and listen to episode seven just to kind of give you the, the basis of um, a Roth IRA versus traditional IRA. You don't really have to listen to this podcast in chronological order, but sometimes it's beneficial. And I think this is one of those episodes where you can uh, um, go back learn all about that, come back, and you'll be like, oh, wow, now I know what they're talking about specifically and how it could potentially be something they can take advantage of. Definitely. Awesome. Well, hang tight with us, and uh, we'll be back on the other side. And now, to put the personal in personal finance. All right, we are back on this side of the Fiscal Physical Podcast uh, into our personal section here. And this one is uh, actually very personal for me. Uh, I don't know how many of the listeners know, but I recently uh, um, just had, well, my wife had a kid, uh, my son, Arthur. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It's been been a wild ride. The kids are no joke, I'll tell you that. And they are expensive. Uh, but thankfully, we have this podcast here. And I was thinking, you know, listening back to our Roth conversations and I know that when I've mentioned a couple of times when you taught my wife and I about what a Roth is mm -hmm. immediately my first thing my first thought was wow I wish I would have known this at eight at, when I was 18 years right, old right. when I could have contributed way more I'd be you know 15 years into contributing to a Roth versus right. like you know five or six or whatever um, is there an option for your kids to start them early with I don't know if it's a Roth or traditional IRA, but say my son, you know, who's now nine weeks old at the recording of this podcast, if I was like, I'm going to start you a retirement account right now um, because I know that in his, this would be a great option for you in 65 yep. years, you'll thank me. Is that even an option to do? Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, and a question we get fairly frequently. Um, I'm going to, before I address that question specifically, I'm going to maybe... Um, touch on another piece real quick that okay, you kind yeah, of touched on. Sure. And, and it was just about starting a Roth early. And you said, oh, I wish I would have started when I was 18, right? Sure. So let's just throw some theoretical numbers around here. Um, so I, I just got a, a future value calculator here pulled up in front of me and you can just plug in all sorts of different numbers. And it's purely a calculator, right? Mm -hmm. And so if I said that we started with $0, so let's say you started when you were 18, um, you started with $0. Let's say you, you added to this thing for... Uh, um, Let's say 50 years, so sure. 18 to 68. Mm -hmm. 
So let's pretend sure. just a theoretical retirement of 68 because, again, I like round numbers. So we contributed to this thing for 50 years. Um, let's say you got uh, 7% returns. You could plug in any other numbers you want into a, mm-hmm. another future value calculator. And let's say you added um, 500 bucks a month. So if you started at age 18, you saved for 50 years. So from age 18 to 68, you got 7% annualized um, returns and you added $500 a month. That account would grow to approximately 2.7 million. So oh my gosh. You would have put in 300,000 and 2.4 million of it would have come from gains. Wow. Again, it being in a Roth, that 2.4 million of gains <laughs> would all be tax-free, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, the value of starting at age 18 is huge. Now let's say if instead of starting at age 18, you start at age, um, let's say 15 years later. So instead of age 18, you start at age 32. Okay. Right. So, what what do you think maybe that account balance would be instead of two point seven million? What do you think? Um, I'd probably guess one point six. One point six. Yeah, good sure. guess. Um, so instead of putting in three hundred thousand, mm-hmm. you would now have put in two hundred ten thousand. So you'd put in a little bit less, mm-hmm. and you'd have fifteen years less time. So, if you start with zero dollars, you start at um, at that age, at age thirty two or thirty three. Sorry. Um, so again, thirty five years later, so you'd be investing five hundred dollars a month at seven percent returns. Um, your account balance would grow to 900000 Whoa. Yeah. That so extra. Whoa. 15 years <laughs> oh is huge, my right? Goodness. So that's the difference. Again, 35 years of contributions versus 50 years of contributions. Mm-hmm. The difference you contributed is not that much. 210000 right. versus 300000 That difference is just the, the power of compounding and the power of time. So that extra 15 wow. years brought your account balance from nine hundred th- theoretical 900000 uh, to $2.7 million, right? Um, yeah. So huge. So yes, the value of starting young, there's no question about it. So then <laughs> you might parlay this and say, yeah, you know, to compound on your question, that's incredible. Like, I wish I would have started age 18 instead of now. Right. But then you also might say, well, gosh, I just had my son. How do I start him at age zero? Sure. At yeah, age yeah, one, yeah. right? Because that's just going to be even better. Um, and so, yeah. So to answer your question directly, um, yes, you can, con- you know, kids can contribute to a, a Roth IRA. Um, they do need to have a social security number. And this is the big and they need to have earned income. Mm. Um, so I see I pr- I've probably been asked this question. No joke. Uh, ha- half a dozen to a dozen times online or I've been asked probably half a dozen to a dozen times um, from clients who have seen something online. Right. Um, m- mostly I've seen it from TikTok, but yeah, mm-hmm. potentially other things, Instagram, something like that. Um, and um, they're kind of being told that they can contribute to their kids uh, Roth IRAs the kid has to have earned income to contribute to a Roth IRA. So um, one example of that is let's say, um, let's say that I wanted to go do some marketing material for Alchemy Wealth, right? And I wanted to maybe start promoting doing college savings. And so I wanted some pictures of a baby. Mm-hmm. I could go hire Arthur, right? Mm-hmm. To As a model. So I could take some pictures of him, put it in my marketing material, put it on my website, um, and pay him wages that would be appropriate for the work he's doing. Sure. Um, and then he then would have earned income. He could take that money, put it into a Roth IRA, hmm. but he would need that earned income to do so. Um, and the income, you know, has to be appropriate for the work that right. is being done. Like if he was, if, if somehow if you were a business owner and you paid him to like clean up your shop, it's like, uh, is a one-year-old really cleaning my shop, right. sweeping floors? Like, I don't know. <laughs> sure. That sounds like you're maybe getting into a little gray area that I wouldn't want to mess with, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, a one-year-old, you know, c- could theoretically be 
a model, I suppose, mm-hmm. right? Um, but so um, I'd say the work has to be appropriate. The compensation has to be appropriate. And then if there is earned income, yes, they could contribute to a Roth IRA. Yeah, no, that that's great. And I mean, in my situation currently, I don't have extra money to put in his Roth IRA. <laughs> I'm barely keeping food on the table here. But I, I think that there's there's situations when that you, know, you might want to, because I, like I said, I, the power of well, you just painted the picture of compound interest in time, right? Like it's it seems seemingly unmatched oh, when yeah. it comes to it comes to the uh, the financial world overall. So I mean, the earlier you can start these things, and obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. I'm like, oh, yep. cool, I'd love to go back and do this, but the best I can do is give you know advice to not only our listeners but to everybody out there, uh, you know, just in general to start early. Oh like yeah, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be mad at yourself if you started too nope. early yep. there's no such thing i always say future you will never be mad at past you for saving more money right yep. um and, and a, this is a quote uh you'll probably hear me say it like a hundred more times i probably say it every day i don't even know if it's true but supposedly um albert einstein was credited with saying the most powerful force in the world is compound interest again i don't know if it's true or not but i love <laughs> i love the quote um and it's it just rings so true yeah, no, that was that was great, and that was a, definitely a personal section for for me specifically with having a having a, a, a son recently, and uh, hopefully I'm going to make him uh, very fiscally fit in his Absolutely. future there. But uh, um, thanks everyone for listening. If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, whatever it might be, um, please email us at podcast at alchemywealth.com with any topics or um, anything you guys want to share. We'd be happy to uh, discuss them on on the air here. And uh, um, anything you want to say, Ryan, before we uh, let this one go. Stay the course. Thank you for joining us for the Fiscal Physical Podcast. Until next time, happy listening. And as always, stay the course. If you have a question or topic suggestions, please email us at podcast at alchemywealth.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. And consider leaving us a rating and review on your favorite platform. This helps other listeners like you find the show. For more resources, you can visit Alchemy Wealth Management's website at www.alchemywealth.com or find your fiscal physical the book on amazon we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that personal finance is just that personal please don't take anything we say as advice the preceding content is for informational and entertainment purposes only it's not an offer or a solicitation nor should it be construed or relied upon for tax legal or investment advice it doesn't consider your personal financial situation or objectives and may not be suitable for you